Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons, featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master, Caden Chad as Corpse Paint, Christopher Wallette as Ember Waves, Kirsten Gray as Faye Walker, Knut Ellingson as Nordum Ironboot, and Kyle Trenholm Nevet as Valorous Rochelle. Welcome back to another rousing episode of The Fables of Latour, A War of a Thousand Dragons. And I feel like shit's really going to start popping off here soon, but not just yet. Because first, we are going to have our lovely Kirsten Gray, aka Faye Walker, do our recap. Hello, friends. Um, Last we left off our ship-faring sailor adventurer people we um were in ocean borough having a negotiation well being part of a negotiation between uh princess Vaseneth of rogar and command commander crooked horn or <laughs> nordemeyer boot ex-commander yeah. <laughs> is now yes crooked horn yeah um those negotiations did not go well, and a battle was fought after the ship that we thought was going to be neutral ground was not neutral ground, uh, had exploded. And yeah, uh, battle hard fought. Uh, Princess Vicenneth did perish, but. Uh, through <laughs> quick thinking slash being intimidated by Aegon, uh, Faye did revivify her at the cost of a gem. And the individual we thought was Crooked Horn was an imposter in disguise. So the real, uh, or what's his face? Crooked Horn. Arden. Arden Crooked Horn. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the real Arden Crooked Horn was never there to begin with. So where his true whereabouts, we do not know. Uh, Captain Alu, we did uh, reconvene with him and his crew after discovering that his ship had been floundered as well. Uh, luckily, he had sent off word to the Dawn captain to basically come pick us up. Well, pick up him and his crew. Valorous called upon a friend colleague Elendir to um return us back to Red Willow and we left off meeting in the Saddle Inn to discuss potential plans and I don't want to say contracts contracts not the word but favors figure some shit out yeah <laughs> we'll strike an accord as it were yeah mm -hmm. and that is right where we will pick up. You guys are in the Saddle Inn, a somewhat 
he's becoming more and more of a, uh, a frequent uh, and familiar face. Eolendir Tardinian, the golden-esque Solsta elf, is sitting at the head of one of the large uh, wooden tables inside the Saddle Inn. He has uh, seemingly paid for a, an extravagant dinner as Oin Bumblebottom is uh, putting out uh, exquisite uh, plates of varying uh, dishes, Tons of terracotta pots full of ale. Many uh, 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 bottles of wine are out. And uh, he gives you all a coy smile. Good to see you again so soon, my friends. Please make yourself comfortable. And Oin says, Oh, it's so good to see you guys again. How is everyone doing? Always good to see a familiar face there, Oin. Oh, yes. Oh, it's lovely to see you, Faye. Lovely indeed. I think as we're all like bruised and bloodied and <laughs> yeah, little little battle hardened for sure. Mm-hmm. Hair all singed up still. Yeah, as a cartoon kind of black soot just kind of smeared all over gunpowder explosions. <laughs> Love it. So you guys all sit down in your uh, customary uh, positions, and uh, Eolendir says. Um, well, I'm never one to just jump right into business, but it appeared there were some things on some of your minds you'd like to discuss. On, on a scale of one to him knowing, Valerius, how much did you actually tell him? About the state of the war that's about to erupt. Uh, pretty much the war is going to be knocking on the doorstep and to uh, make preparations accordingly. Right. Right. So... Uh, Mr. Eolendia, um, are you really, like, for one faction or another, or you're just sort of, you take the, the golden coin and opportunity when you can? Yeah, let's go with the latter. Hmm, hmm, right, 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 right. Okay, well, I think it was somewhat... I don't want to say decided, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think it was um, <clears throat> an option that was raised uh, by the stars, I can't believe I'm saying this, that we will uh, potentially head south to the city of Ragos. And uh, Ember's going to look around to see if anyone's listening, trying to be all coy boy, as it were. Um, you mean like I'll send the saddle in? Yeah, see if, any, see if anyone's like kind of, hey, they're back or, you know. Yeah, so you've, you guys are, you know, you've spent some time in Red Bull now, you guys, yeah. and you've already helped the town mm-hmm. out several times. And, um, you know, the winter is kind of ending here, or at least it's beginning in the beginning phases of, of ending. Um, so there's a few just like, you know, like a few of the farmers, um, Carpenters are just sitting by one of the large hearths and they just kind of like give you guys big waves as you enter in. Okay. But other than that, it's pretty empty. There aren't any travelers yeah. uh, staying here right now or anything. Yeah. So, no particular like eavesdroppers kind of thing. Like, we're good to go. Just familiar faces that you'd be yeah. comfortable around. Um, and uh, <laughs> because now you have made me the most paranoid individual who has ever existed. Uh, yeah. The monocle doesn't reveal that any of these people aren't who they say they are, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Okay, excellent. Um, you, you, you do notice that um, Aolendir is just glowing from your monocle. Head to toe, this motherfucker is... Like arcane, he's, he's yeah. fitted kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, um, not to uh, presume the intentions of ourselves, but perhaps as a... Maybe not a finalization or a complete stop of anything, but maybe something that can give people time to prepare. Um, the <clears throat> Draconians, the, the, the individuals of the south and the city of Ragos, would be less willing to go into an all-out war without a very particular powerful orb. That I believe, at least two, at our table are very familiar with. <clears throat> uh, one such as the, uh, well, your handsome elements and friend and uh, our own commander dwarf. Ah, yes, the, the gem of domination, I believe it's referred to, correct? I didn't say those words, but uh, if the army who felt power with this as their backing suddenly misplaced it, maybe they would be slower in their advances. Not saying to avert anything, but maybe give the town of Red Willow some time to prepare and maybe, uh, who knows. But yes, the gem is perhaps something that we're looking for. Um, right, uh, the vision. Uh, no, the, uh, thank you for bringing the back up. Uh, so it's a two-part thing, right? The other part is a horn, uh, and Ember will go into the description of the horn of Dragon Tooth. Um, so if you have ever heard of something like this, uh, keep your ears out, and because like together, not good. At least that's what the, the style people showed me. And... He uh, he reaches into his breast pocket. And he places this horn on the table. He goes, oh, are you referring to this particular item? Uh, does my monocle tell me anything about this thing? <laughs> or is this just a horn? <laughs> you well, you remember. just pulls out a horn. Uh, you, you actually have to take your monocle off. It's blinding. It is blinding. Okay. Um, and you see this thing is covered in dragon runes. Um, and it just looks ancient. It's by far the oldest thing you have ever laid your eyes upon. Um, it's about a foot and a half long, um, a slight curve to where the mouthpiece comes. Um, it goes, yeah, the the dragon horn, as it's uh, colloquially referred to. But why, 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 why do you have this? What? And what exactly does it do? Right, excellent point. You see, he puts it back in his uh, pocket. Hmm. And he goes, uh, <clears throat> Well, in theory, anyways, this could summon every dragon on Latour. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, sorry um, it does what now? 
Ah, yes. Sometimes, sometimes uh, my voice is, is just, it's so beautiful. People get lost in it. Uh, it. It does have the potential, supposedly, to summon every dragon to the, uh, well, wielder's uh, current location. Right, so if you put them together... Well, in then... theory, you, you, you could, yes, call every dragon and then control them. Right, so that seems like s s some things that both sides should probably not have because no one, let, let's all agree, no one should have the gem of domination. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think both sides can't be trusted not to enslave entire cities. I, I also don't think that anyone should have this horn or at least any of the other two sides and uh, how how do you have this horn well how, how did valorous get the gem okay same valorous did you steal this <laughs> what no i didn't steal anything sorry did you procure this against someone's wishes in whatever nomenclature you want to say no uh, that was very straightforward. <laughs> you see, uh, he Aolender puts a hand on your shoulder, Valor. So I imagine you're probably sitting on one of his sides, and um, he says, "No, no, Valorus did not procure this particular item for me." And heavy emphasis on procure for sure. Hey, and who are you procuring this item uh, for? Right. My biggest question is, why do you have this? Yeah, that's... Well, Nordum, to answer your question, me, myself, and I currently, um, as I've already stated, I really have no, uh, you know, one foot in one court more than the other. Um, I think if one side deems themselves worthy, I might hand it off, uh, perhaps, uh, Maybe I'll just keep it for myself. Maybe I'll go and drop it in the bottom of the boundless ocean. I, I haven't really decided yet, but to be honest, it just excites me to have these kinds of things. So, so you're a collector. That's all it is, is an item to put a spot on your shelf? No, I would never do something as criminal as putting this on a shelf to get dusty by any means. Um, I do like... I do like Collector, though. That is interesting. Um, mm. but I know I'm just not really sure what I'm going to do with it. To be honest, and you see he kind of just like, he gets a little excited. He's like, it was way too easy to steal. I don't know what those dragon bloods were thinking. It's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> well, surely you didn't do it all by yourself. I mean, I feel like no. that's a task. No, I, it's sort of a shell corporation, uh, for lack of better terms. I hired other people out to keep my own name safe. Smiled. Ah, yes. Uh, well, um, I mean, I think that's our plan moving forward. Uh, Which is to go south to Rogar? Uh, right, into Rogar. Uh, Verville, uh, Princess, uh, 
entitlement is hold up and uh, maybe help uh, delay a war, as it were. But well, to be honest, that was the whole. Well, besides me being just terrified of Egan, that was the whole reason why I had even revivified her. I hoped that she would somehow delay the war. I know it's inevitable, but like. Aylender, full stop, chokes on his wine. You revivified. <laughs> the Zenith? Yeah, I wouldn't. I was what didn't even cross my mind. I was actually going to save it for Lady Law, potentially. She wasn't doing great. But Aegon terrified the shit out of me, and I panicked. And I wasn't even thinking it was going to work, to be honest. I feel like Cell is a literal life that that is old. Oh, well, she gave me... <laughs> Faye pauses and, like, looks to Aelindir. She compensated for the cost of what that was. Right, so... I mean... But I, I don't know if she's gonna halt all things for us just because of that. There, there are many trains of thought on what is owed when one saves another's life. Um, in theory, you did it out of the goodness of your own heart, no, Faye? You are a cleric, are you not? Yeah, but that doesn't mean I have to save everyone at the same time. I... What god do you serve, then? The caretaker. She just... She beckons souls as as seen fit. She's a shepherd into the afterlife, and I help where I can, and I, again, had thought that saving Vicenets would delay hopefully enough time for us to potentially evacuate Red Willow and whatever city village might get in the way of Rogar and Silver Rocks mm. Reed. So yeah, sure, call it the goodness of my heart, but not for her sake. Mm. For the greater world, I get that. I respect that. I suppose we'll just have to see what goodness is in her heart. Oh, we were just high with muscle to her. That's all she cared about. I don't know how much goodness there is. Mm. I suspected none. Aladdin of death and all doesn't exactly inspire a uh, goodness in one's heart. The wicked name. Now, Mr. Uh, Eolidir, um, what, what are your costs or what are your Please. requirements for procuring items extravagant however I am not always in it for the coin stories are invaluable but if you wish to procure this gem of domination. And you said the Seneth is currently carrying it? Aye. Well, friend, that may prove to be difficult. Faye, I'll leave that up to her, may or may not have seriously fucked up 
when she revived her as Viseneth has earned the Paladin of Death not merely by offering aid. She is a formidable warrior. I pity any soul who has to go toe-to-toe with her. Now her sister and her brother, on the other hand, Queen Renalia, not so much to be afraid of. She's more of a thinker. Prince Dusanith, he falls somewhere in between the two. And I'm sure you know by now that the Dragonbloods are some of the fiercest warriors on Lator. So if your immediate plan is to take it by force, then I, unfortunately, will have to depart ways here. But I would assume she wouldn't be keeping on her the whole time. But... Never presume anything, good dwarf. Hard, solid facts are the only thing to work off of. I believe Valorous can attest to that. When he did, in fact, steal the gem right from under your nose, no less. Yep, yep. Don't I know. Is there any hard feelings, by the way? I mean, I was the one who orchestrated that, and you do seem to be friendly with Valorous now. Not... I wouldn't say hard feelings. Partly my fault, so if it's anyone's to blame, it would be me. But we could also just say my heart wasn't in it at that point. Uh, Yes. Spoken with great humility. Well, um... At least I think this has given us some food for thought. Um... I have no more questions because it seems everything's been answered. I'm not sure for the rest of the party. Valorous, you're being uncharacteristically non-hyperverbal, my friend. Is everything all right? Mulling over the idea of acquiring various items. Where a direct approach may not be advantageous, but there's only so many ways to pick a trinket off a body. If you're so convinced one does not set the gem down at any point. I don't know enough about it personally. Like, does it does it have any sort of negative impact when you hold it onto it? When you held onto it for extended periods of time? Do you need to relinquish it at any point? Do you need to recharge it? Does it just go on forever? I think your friend Iron Boot could answer some of those questions. However, if you are to hold the gem in your bare hand, you are putting your will against something that is as old as time. And it is, does put up a battle before it does what you want it to do. However, the gem does appear to be infinite in power. Recharging it is not of its not of your concern at least that i'm aware of so instead of trying to take it by force why not just incite chaos drain her of her willpower the biggest smile you have ever seen this solsta elf 
I like where your head is at, Valorous. But let me leave you with a thought. If at any point you do go through with this, and one of you five guild members are connected in the theft, do you not think that the Dragonbloods would roll over Red Willow with their full force to get it back? Putting how many of these hundreds of innocent civilians to their immediate death at your hands? Valorous will look over to Faye, and this mm. is why being a travel merchant is uh, the ideal <laughs> occupation for this kind of situation. I don't disagree with you, but we are the Willow Guild now, so we can't just leave at the same time. What's hypothetically, I know this is probably well beyond our scope of ability to just dispel any magic that's on these gems or horn. He, he just kind of laughs. Oh, if you find a way, sweetheart, please bring it to me. But that is something short of having an ancient worm swallow it whole. Shooting it off into space. I have no freaking idea. These items are as old as time. Smashing it with a hammer certainly isn't going to do it. Oh, for sure, but... Okay. Just a thought. Right, and so this great worm... <laughs> Where would this be? <laughs> I think he was speaking figuratively. <laughs> Oh. I, I, I don't think he knows where a big worm would be because he'd probably be there, not here, if that was a trade case. Right, I mean, right, right, right. You could blow into this horn, and I probably about a hundred of them would show up. The worms? Dragons. Oh, yeah, the dragons, not earthworms, or Ember, sorry. No. <laughs> right, Carl's. Of Carl's. I knew that. Of course. Ember, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. No problem. Right, right. Everyone's, yes. 22, we're on the same page. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> Look, I'm probably going to stay another night. I like it here. It's peaceful. I understand why you guys stay. Quaint. Oin has set me up in a very sweet looking room. Rest. Take time to think. And I'll see you all in the morning. Right, right, of course. No, oh, sorry, sorry to be that person. No, you're, you're absolutely right, Aylander. 100%. We need to collect our thoughts. But kind of gesture over to the group. Did we inform Mayor What's-His-Face that we no, procured no, that's, that's... The, the goods and like, food is on the way? Did, did we I, relay that information? I did, did, yeah. By letter. They sent him oh. a letter saying that. My letter. You could not have waited to meet your most favorite person. And what I steal mean, some of his books. He was the one to Joking. say that Joking. he would Joking. procure. 
He was the one that would say he would give us the transportation for the food. So I had to let him know that we procured the food for him to send the transportation. Mm-hmm. So he's, I sent it saying that we got the food and he's sending the transportation. And by your math, Nordum, the food cart should be arriving tomorrow. Because he had to send the, the River Raven. And then they had to get the carts ready, send them, load them, and then send them back. Hopefully by tomorrow, the food will arrive. And then we can go visit our very lovely friend, the mayor. Or I mean, at the very least, talk to his daughter. Right. Hey, was much a visit more to the mayor. Is the only reason you want to go talk to the daughter is because she's more talkable there, Faye? Well, we can at least clarify that the f- that transport was indeed sent. Are you? Tr- I don't under. <laughs> what are you trying to get at here, Nordo? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing at all. She uh, um, she was much more pleasant to talk to than her dad. Right. right? Yeah. No. Obviously. Yep. You said it. Yep. <laughs> well, I think rest is the best. Uh, so. <laughs> rest is the best. Hell yeah. <laughs> I am going to go back to my room. It was, it was good sitting down with you, Nordum. I it was good to uh, meet you again, Mr. Aolendir. Um, and yes, <laughs> good night. You see, uh, Oin's like, good night, Mr. Iron Boot. Normal give a little wave as he goes out. Ember's going to go for a <clears throat> For a walk? Yeah. All right. Uh, Faye, do you go back to bed? Or to bed? Uh, no, she's actually going to go for a walk, too. <laughs> well, she'll go oh. to her spot on the riverbank. Okay. And has uh, something that she wants to do, but whatever okay. order we want to do it. And Valorous? Like, Valorous has been complaining about wanting to have a goddamn nap. So he is yeah. just... <laughs> he sees <laughs> the opportunity... <laughs> He is, he is right behind Nordum. All right. Get the hell out of here. Um, so you two walk back into the guild hall. Um, Aspen comes up to you, Nordum. Everything went okay in there? I, um, went well. Um, got new information, which is good. And, good. yeah, that's about all that what happened there. Good. Um, while you were gone, a few orders came in. Uh, I took care of what I could. Um, uh, but there's a couple that'll need your uh, fine smithy touch. Um, you can look at those tomorrow if you wish. Perfect. Um, on top of that, tomorrow we can go over the gall- the the shield, uh, or the um, ah, the uh, guardians. The statues. Yeah, the statue guardians. Um, I have successfully removed their anchorage, so they should be able to roam. Perfect. Um, yeah. So I'll see you in the morning. Uh, and I should stop calling you commander, right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Don't you stop, Aspen. This is wonderful. <laughs> Probably me would be best, but. <laughs> All right. It's going to be tough to kick, but I'll try my best. Um, yes, yeah, so you, you two go up to your bedrooms. Everything is as you left it. Um, Nordum, as you step over your um, 
bearskin rug. Um, you feel that uh, slight give and squeak as the hatch, the secret hatch in your room, um, is a reminder of what is inside. Mm-hmm. Faye, you are walking to the riverbank. Faye is just going to take a seat on the um, snowy. I guess it's still snowy here, right? Yep. Um, the snowy riverbank and with Luna. Is Luna by her side still? Yeah, she would absolutely kind of just like apparate beside you as you kind of get to the um, the riverbank for sure. Okay. I am going to just kind of take Luna in hand and just like pet it them. Um, what I did for Vicenneth, is the caretaker upset? You see, um, Luna just puts their hand on your cheek and they just kind of shake their head as in like, no, 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 no. Well, that's good, because I was worried I was going to step on toes for a second there. I guess if anyone I need to worry about, it would be Skelgert, because he's the god of death, and I took death away from him. That's great. Oh, I just thought about that. That's great. Um, okay. You see, Luna tra- kind of looks over your shoulder. Oh, no. Turn and look over my shoulder. Lucien's just standing there. Yeah. Can I help you? He just stares at you. Gaunt. Ghostly Mm -hmm. looking. I don't know what you want me to do, buddy. You... (laughs) It's funny. You haunted me all my life. And here you are quite literally haunting me. I do reach into my pocket and take out the um, symbol of Zeri's that... I did take from him. Mm-hmm. It's still, um, she hasn't taken the time to clean it. Unlike yeah. most things that she normally does, like with the two wedding rings that she got from the right. mines, like she does normally take care and clean and preserve any um, items that she picks up from the bodies of the spirits that she pass, like helps pass. Um, and Jess lays the amulet down. Ceres is an interesting patron for you. I didn't think about that. You see, uh, you just kind of look beside you, and now he's sitting cross-legged beside you in the sand. And he's just staring at the pendant. Sometimes gods choose you, not the other way around. I didn't think you would speak to me. What? what? Are you mad? Are you sad that I took ended your life? This doesn't say anything. Just keep mm-hmm. staring at the pendant. Faye rolls her eyes, and if they're if the river is still like frozen over, she'll break a little piece off the. Uh, shore with her boot and she will clean it at the very least. I 
haven't forgiven you for what you've done. I don't know if that's what you need to move on. It says, um, you're the one with all the experience. But I don't like this. Well, now that there's no loyalty bound, would you have done anything different? Would you have stood up to Lord Thren? Just a, a singular nod. What did he have on you? Doesn't matter. Hmm. What's peace for you? Where's your paradise? Being back home. Away from everything. Living atop Karaman Range. But that time is gone. I'm afraid once the caretaker gets her hands on me, it'll be to the underworld. That's her decision, not mine. Well. But it is her decision. Feel, I feel like people assume that I have control about where I can send souls to, but I can't. I just send them to her and then her judgment is there. Correct. She is the one who sends the souls upwards, as it were, or downwards. Mm -hmm. Upon the rarest occasions, she may grant a second chance. We do all deserve a second chance, I think. To a degree. Starting to think that it's nobility that's the problem for a lot of things in the world. They have such a disregard to their subjects, to lives. And maybe you were just a pawn in all of it as well, just like anything else. And I think she kind of just sits in silence. She is, she's still mad and mm -hmm. scornful towards the pain and trauma that he is like, um, pushed onto her. So she, she's not quite ready to help him move on, but she knows that at some point something has to happen. But That's she, the natural order of things to process, for sure. Yeah. But I think she's also realizing that it may not have been entirely his fault. She's not mad at Corpse Faint mm -hmm. for doing his job. So how can mm -hmm. she be mad at him for doing his job as well? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I think with that epic revelation, we will jump over to Ember Waves, also on a walk. Yeah, just having a chat up by to herself on the beach. <laughs> yeah, for the normal passerby, Faye's <laughs> just staring at things that aren't there. And <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, 
He's going to exit um, Saddlin, and he's going to... I'm assuming we're, like, in uh, dusk sort of setting or on the verge of tipping over to night kind of thing, or...? Yeah, it's it's probably full-on dropped into nighttime now. Okay. Yeah, he's just going to wander a bit. Um, going to cast... Uh, conjure animals again and have that uh, red fey tabby cat and the blue Aussie healer um, sort of running and uh, playing and jumping at each other in the streets uh, ahead of him. He's just going to, when he gets to a point where there's less light, um, he'll kind of smile at the, the two um, animals and dismiss them back to their fey realm. <clears throat> I stare at the stars for a bit. And, uh... Why... Why does they always leave? And he'll make his way back to... the guild. Alright. Valorous. You are... That's a me! That's a you. You are asleep. And what is your uh, passive perception, good sir? Passive perception while sleeping? I suspect zero. But... <laughs> Fair point. For all intents and, all intents and purposes, we're going to say 17. All right. You have a particular sense, being a monk, and a worldly traveling monk at that. And you feel something or someone standing above your bed. Above, not on? Above. Oh my, okay. And you see a very dark, shadowy figure clinging to the rafters, because you, the, it's about a 15 foot ceilings on the second floor. And then next thing you know, it is standing beside your bed. And with a heartbeat, all of the shadow around it drops. And it is Kithlin Wisp holding a matte black dagger. It's the one eye kind of peeping open, glancing over at her. You know I have a door, right? Like I said, I only use them when it suits me. What can I do for you? Guess who sent me here? Hmm. Did I bruise the ego of a princess? Do you think that should be punishable by death? 
depending on the region you're from, yes and no. Mm. I've seen some take it in stride and others not so well. From what I've heard, she was once the fairest, wisest, kindest ruler in all the world. And now she sends me here to kill you for hurting her feelings. Don't think for an instant I couldn't have done it already, Valorous. Of course. The Mistress of Shadow, why would you even wake me? Unless you wanted to torment me before you do it. You'll just kind of like turn over and look at her with a bit of shock in his face. Ah, oh, how dare you? I think you know that's not in my nature. That leaves two topics. Is it the gem that's making her like this? And two, I can't come back empty-handed. The first subject, I don't know nearly enough. We do have somebody in the building who might be able to shed a little light on that. But second, were they requesting a, a token of verification or do they not just trust your word? Call it a token. I think the word used was trophy. That is uh, rather inconvenient for me. She throws the knife on your bed. She says, do it. Put that in my heart. Goddamn. I apologize. I am just... Taking, I'm taking a back. <laughs> Hurry, shit. She says, she, start, she starts to get irritated. She seems, she says, uh, boy, I didn't really think you were all talk, but maybe you are. Firstly, I don't use daggers. Secondly, I don't just kill for no reason. He will pick up the dagger and just go to inspect it because he's more curious the fact that it's just like a pure black obsidian blade. Um, you'll have to give me an arcana check. Oh boy, because I'm good at oh, those. Oh, actually, no, wait, never mind. Blah, 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 blah. Give me a wisdom check. Well, I'm slightly better at those. Uh, it's not great. That's a nine plus four, so 13. Um, this uh, comes easier knowledge to you because you are a way of the shadow to Asia, no less the father of the shadow scorn. There are weapons that exist that are made crafted by shadow scorn, but made of temporary solid shadow. And once it's served its purpose, it ceases to exist. Is the purpose dictated by the wielder? Mm. Indeed it is. 
And Valorous gets the impression if he uses this, it's going to have some pretty uh, significant impact on Kithlin. She is, she is quite literally a child of Shadow, but you wouldn't be surprised that it will still at least act like a dagger. Alternatively, Valorous, use it on yourself. Give me a hand. Give me an eye. Better yet, put it through your throat and I'll take your whole body back. But I don't kill unless they deserve it. I appreciate you think I don't deserve to die. You want a whole hand? That's what you need as a... <laughs> that's what you need as a token? A whole hand? Mm. I'll let you decide, but let's just say a finger wouldn't suffice. And you see, she kind of like seductively takes like she pulls back her leather uh, breast uh, plate, not revealing anything, but you just see like a white tunic underneath and she just kind of like pats where her heart is. Make a decision before I make it for you. Please don't let me bleed out. And he will raise the dagger and he will just promptly guillotine it down on his left hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. All right. <laughs> Can I get a constitution saving throw from you, good sir? <sighs> oh, that's that's uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's a 16. You pass out yep adrenaline shock makes sense yep Faye this is late into the night yeah you hear several raps on your door (laughs) uh yeah yeah get up you open it no one there, but Valorous's door is wide open. Val? Valorous? She'll walk over. This is not the time to play knock, knock, ditch the door. What? What is? <laughs> I'm assuming I see passed him passed out, out hard on his on the floor. A large pool of blood around his hand. Um, the hand is nowhere to be found. And give me a quick medicine check. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 19. Oh, nice. There's some potion left around his lip. And it appears to be some sort of like spare to the dying or something. But that, that is the situation that you find. I mean, Faye has no use of that potion. She can just cast Spare the Dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is going to... She's out of third and fourth level spell slots, but she'll cast Cure Wounds at second level. 
Does nothing. Does nothing? No. Cool. And you, you know from like your own substantial wounds and being a field medic, the greater the wound, the more powerful. Like you saw Low Ren several times stitching up great gashes because magic for the most part isn't going to cure those kinds of wounds. Yeah. Um. Okay, then she will take Valorous and like prop him up and uncork the potion bottle and try to feed it to him. Oh, it's already been used. Like there oh, was been potion. Used. Oh, yeah, I like, misunderstood. There was potion left around his lip. Gotcha. Okay. Um, he starts screaming. Um, Nordum, Nordum, Ember, Ember, I need help, please. And she's going to start, um, she's not strong, but she'll try to pick Valorous up and drag him down to her, um, um, her, her medical bay, <laughs> her, her room. Her infirmary. Yeah, thank um, you. So, Nordum, you kind of catch Faye like halfway down the hall, uh, carrying, uh, you know, Valorous without a left hand. Is that the hand you said? Yeah, yeah, we'll just go with a uh, hand, left hand's gone. He has, he has a yeah. empty stump now. <laughs> so, a great stream of blood. Um, Amber, you came out first to notice all of this because your rooms, three of you, share the same end of the hall. Hmm. Um, Corpse also dashes out of his room and I think between Nordum and Corpse probably take Valorous away from you and carry him down the stairs, Faye. Just just get him on the table. Get him on the table. I need I need a torch. I need something. I need something to cauterize this right now. I um, (laughs) Nordum will just uh, run over to his forge. I'm sure there might be still a nice hot forge oh, going or something and like no. get a nice bar of iron <laughs> that's yeah that's, I would that say that that's very doable that's a, yeah that is a choice you can make <laughs> so he's gonna wait for that metal to get nice cherry cherry red hot <laughs> and run back over and just slap it on that nub <laughs> All right, uh, a six, six sizzling sound, almost like throwing a fat steak on a on a hot pan. Um, you see, Faye, that Nordum has effectively cauterized the bleeding. Perfect. Now, what are you gonna do? Um, Faye, while um, while Nordum was getting his, whatever tool he grabbed from the forge. She would have instructed either Corpse or Valorous to at least apply pressure on the wound as Ember. best as they can. And she's yeah. cleaning, she's washing her hands, she's um, sanitizing any tools that she's going to use. And <laughs> um, yeah, she will grab like sutures, thread, and all that stuff. Um, and start once the wound at least the bleeding has been stopped she will clean it and start stitching all the while still like she sees that the potion was drank but she's not sure at least like this is such an extensive wound 
and uh, amputation as she's not sure how well this potion was made. So she's going to continuously cast Spare the Dying on him as she is stitching him up and will once again. Do I have enough spell slots for it? Oh, yeah. So there's, she, yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt that like for theatrical effect, Valorous, you wake up. And your hand is being held while well, your stump, sorry, is being <laughs> held. <laughs> oh, what have you done? What have you done? Uh, to what a have red I done? hot iron, and then you just head hits the table again, passed right out. Um, at this snark, Kranz and Aspen all come running in. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Snark is just like freaking out. Aspen's like, what, 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 what do you need, Iron Boot? What's, what's happening? He's going to need a lot of ale. Have ale on hand. <laughs> so you start to scurry off back. Yep. Um, and you're going to cast some spells. Mm-hmm. So, um, as uh, just for years of practice, Faye is really quick and concise with the um, the stitching of of whatever and she'll quickly close the wound and then uh, uh, once that is closed she will cast cure wounds again just at first level yeah I need a medicine check yeah And this is more so out of desperation than anything else. Like, this is her best buddy that is on the table, wounded, and she knows that I, like, it's not the most productive thing to do right now, but... Yeah, but I mean, a combination of, like, proper medical practices and magic are going to be your best bet, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a 23 total for a medicine check. Nice. You... You definitely... Bring it when it matters, and you do a bang-up job at this. And at that, we will go into our break. Wow. 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 <laughs> hey, listeners. Recently, we had our guild members' portraits commissioned by a lovely artist, Character Chronicles. With their help and artistic vision, we were able to bring our beloved characters to life, and we want to say thank you for all their hard work. You can find them on Etsy and Instagram under the name Character Chronicles. They were able to get our characters' portraits done in a matter of days and to exquisite detail. It is always a pleasure to work with other like-minded artists in the community, and we want to show them love too. Please be sure to follow them on Instagram, and if you ever need character portraits done for your own campaign check them out. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Now, let's get back to the action. Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Now recording. Now craggening. Oh, craggening! I have sympathy on me. I lost my left hand. (laughs) First one was right. (laughs) 
spectacular. No. Welcome back to episode 17, newly titled Valorous Loses a Hand. <laughs> As it turns out. Mm. More trauma for the players. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe I am just a little sick and twisted and I like to torture <laughs> you guys. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, Valorous cut his own hand off. So I didn't have really anything to do with that. We were no, 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 no. You don't get on the hook that easily. Nice try. Here's the chopping block. Here's the knife. What you do with it yeah. is up to you. Yeah. Listen, a finger's just not enough. <laughs> you could have stabbed Kithlin. That's all I'm saying. There is not a single world where Valors would have done that. All right. He has a love interest for her. <laughs> no, it's everything he has seen of her, she has been very considerate. She has been very kind. There's no reason. Up. There's no reason for him to be like, oh, me versus you. I just kill you in cold blood, or I offer you a token, and it should be fine. He's gonna pick yeah. the token. Yeah, I respect <laughs> it. Um. <laughs> well, I was gonna jump to the morning, but you guys tell me how this looks. Are you on high alert? What we'll we'll pick up. So Valorous is dead asleep. I'm imagining Faye has probably gone to work to concoct some sort of sleeping potion. Mm-hmm. So he may rest soundly for the rest of the night. And she would have dressed the wound properly, made made mm-hmm. some sort of like balm or salve or poultice or something to make sure there's no infection and to potentially numb the area so that it won't be so painful in the morning, hopefully, but uh, she does not leave his side for the rest of the night. Awesome. Uh, Nordum, an attack has happened in your guild hall. Yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah, um... Well, there's no real... Nordum will set up uh, one of the roaming uh, statues beside Valorous. Okay. And he'll also put one upstairs to maybe just roam the halls. Okay. Um, then after that, probably what's going to happen is Norm's going to go up to his bed and probably for the first time, at least in the campaign, Pray to his god, Braylon. <laughs> Whoa, I wasn't ever thought this day would come. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he'll probably get on his knees, you know, do the typical, you know, praying stance. Um, now I know I haven't done this in a while, partially because of me leaving the drawers, I feel like I'm betraying them a bit. But I feel if anyone ever, the God of Justice would somewhat understand why. And I need help and guidance right now. Wow. <laughs> All right, religion check, please, good sir. Oh boy, 
15 plus 5. Unnatural 20. Ah. Oh. Oh. That's just perfect. <laughs> you don't you don't um, sound happy about that. Well, I'm not <laughs> not happy about that. So, okay. I'm going to flavor the scene a little bit. As a part of your um I can't remember what they call it. You have like a kit of religious garb equipment as mm. a paladin, and they always have a small statuette, an idol, as it were. So you're praying to this idol and you're just sucked into it. Essentially, your consciousness is. And you are in a familiar place as you were a couple weeks ago or uh, maybe about a cycle ago when you were assassinated and you were being beckoned to the halls of the dwarven uh, heroes and god. Um, and there you are again. It has a dreamlike quality to it. You know you're in a huge uh, stone hall um, and there's a great throne uh, in front of you and there's nothing but a dwarven silhouette and a booming voice. And it says, what, my child, do you need guidance for? How to make things better in the world? How to possibly stop the war? The voice says, escalation is not the answer. Preservation is. Do you think you do you think your kinsmen want a war? Or does Ruby Reinhardt? Definitely think it's the queen that does. Not everyone else. Well maybe someone. Like I I Arden seems like the one that's picking for a fight as well, but Forget not that your brothers and sisters are scattered across the world. Trust in your values. Do not trust everyone. And name your fucking bison bear. No, he doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And with that, (laughs) with that as quickly as it came over you, you find yourself back in your room. And those words are just kind of ringing and ringing and ringing in your head. And you know, that is by far the most uh, religious outreach anyone has had in this guild hall, <laughs> uh, in this campaign so far. It's been few and far between. Um, not that you may necessarily know that. Um, but yeah, and you are accompanied by the occasional thump from the heavy uh, plated footsteps roaming the hall outside your door. Uh, did we have a rest earlier in the day? I can't remember if we actually did or not. It was like a short rest between dinner and when you guys arrived in the guild hall. That was it. Okay. Nora might 
just take a short rest. And he's going to maybe grab some ingots of iridinium and start forging it for the rest right. of the night. That's awesome. Um, so you grab, I can't remember, I think I said there was 20 ingots. Uh, 20 or 15, I have it written down, 20. Yeah. 20, yeah. Um, and you kind of, you pick up the first ingot and it is just, it's not heavy like you would imagine it to be, but you can just tell it is so impossibly dense. And you kind of pick up this uh, sterling silver-esque material and it dawns on you that two countries are about to go to war over this very substance. And that kind of weighs on you for a minute before you collect the rest of your supplies. And then you head downstairs. Um, So what do you think you're going to build out of this? So how much would uh, he'd probably want to make a chest plate for sure. So five pieces would make a chest plate. Okay. So you'll start probably with the five uh, to make the chest plate. Okay. Now, are you just going to start jumping right into this? Are you going to do some research? What do you think? Because you've never worked with this particular metal before. Yeah. I guess probably he'll probably do his research beforehand. Okay. So he Um, might go read the or like bring the book down with him and like Mm -hmm. as he's heating it up and kind of just like go step by step that way that's smart um and you know thrawn absolutely had a book all about iridinium Mm -hmm. um so you grab that and you just yeah the rest of the guild hall starts to hear the sounds of a blacksmith doing his work and we will get back to you come morning time perfect Faye, as you're kind of just like slouching next to um, Valorous on the table, Corpse is just standing at your entrance, your doorway into your shop. Uh, he's got his sword out and he's just got the uh, end of it in the hardwood and he's resting his two hands on the pommel and he's just being a sentry. Faye won't really... she. Has other obviously other things on her mind right now, but she does give him like a very grateful and warm smile and looks very exhausted now. She's kind of she's very spent, but she's not taking a rest until she knows that Valorous is up at least or taking a very, very poor long rest. <laughs> yeah, you kind of see like through his mask, he, he, he senses that you're struggling to stay awake. He just says, rest and if he starts to worsen I'll wake you but just rest you need to rest too he stands resolute looks to corpse looks to Valorous okay okay wake me as soon as there's any change thank you do you stay in the room or do you go up to your room um, I guess would there be like I guess it they're like from the looks of the map here we there's two like cots right or yep. tables at least yeah um 
<laughs> this, this is probably what she does. She'll probably go up to her room, grab her pillows and grab her blankets and bring nice. it down. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Realizing she gets to her room that she, her her now sleepwear is covered in blood and grossness will change into other clothes and then just sleeps probably curled up on the um, other table. Cool. Ember, what do you think about all this? Um, all right. So, so all of this, uh, that was horrifying, whatever that was. Um, yeah. Once, uh, it seems that, uh, Valerius is, uh, at least stabilized. Then, uh, Ember will, uh, he will go back to his office. Um, and probably make a, an actual physical note um, to uh, look into uh, the same wood craftsman that uh, helped him with his last uh, last last hand as well. So, oh. but um, outside of that. Uh, upstairs, some light reading, of course, after that horrifying thing, because I'm not going to bed right away, uh, studying with the stars, and then he will pass out on one of the comfy couches. Morning does come. A new day. And you kind of wake up, Faye, and you see Valorous is still quite stable. Um... You look to your side where your work table is. Snark has brought coffee, tea, breakfasts. Um, and there is that uh, large glass of whiskey that was requested for when Valorous wakes up. And Corpse is still just standing in the exact position that he was. And he just kind of nods when he sees you wake up. Okay, buddy, it's your turn. You go get some rest now. He says, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll go and do a meditation for an hour, but rest eludes me currently. Well, I mean, if you're leaving soon, you have a long journey ahead of you, so don't overexert yourself either. He just kind of nods and proceeds to his room. As he leaves, she calls out like a, a thank you. Make sure that Valorous's wounds are still good and then eats her breakfast. You yeah, replace his bandages, and at this mm -hmm. point, Valorous, you probably wake up. And I can only begin to imagine the excruciating shooting pain that just erupts out of the forearm region of his where his left hand used to used to be. Stifling Muffled screams, kind of just trying to just trying to sit himself up, realizing can't cradling his left hand, left arm, I guess, trying to sit himself up to figure out what the hell happened, trying to piece together after the surge of adrenaline and shock to try to figure out what the hell just happened. Where's my hand? A glass of whiskey is shoved in your face. <laughs> Do I even want to know what happened? 
The Seneth is one snobby stuck up fucking bitch. And he'll just shoot his entire glass of whiskey. <laughs> nice. The Seneth was here? Stifle back the urge to throw up a little bit. He's not used to chugging that much whiskey. I <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> a, a little big for his britches. <laughs> no. Who do you know out of their wonderful troop to easily access anywhere they so choose? Githelin did this. No, well... Yes, but no, kind of. I did, in a sense. The options weren't great. Oh. So Vicenith hired Kithlin to cut off your hand? Vicenith wanted me dead. Kithlin gave me the option to kill her or give her something to work with. And it needed to be of significance. And he will gesture to his hand or his arm. Significance. And judging by like how Kithlin was behaving, you think it it felt sort of forced, you know, like it wasn't she wasn't going to go through with the job. So, you know, she didn't take the job willingly. Senate used the gem on her. I was not about to plunge this weaponized shadow into her heart just to appease to some stuck-up brat. I mean, this is going to be painful for a while. I did do my best to make sure that it's at least clean. I am glad that Kathleen didn't complete the job. I owe her. And Vicenith, now she owes now she owes me more than a stupid revivify. And for all intents and purposes, Vicenith is now on Faye's list. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Not um, that Valorous knows that. No. And Valors, did you mention to Faye about Kithlin's theory about the stone, or you keep that to yourself? No, I, I think it, eventually that would come up, but again, between the shock and the adrenaline yeah. and just the jarring experience where it's taking a bit of time and just the surging pain to just work yeah. through everything, relaying Absolutely. that. Not at the forefront of your mind anyways. Um, and Faye, you also know that you could spend a couple hours brewing something that would effectively work as like a painkiller. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, for sure. She'll definitely do that and she'll make a couple batches of it so that it's ready in hand for really anyone. Obviously, Valorous is probably going to need it the most currently, but. So Faye, for your records, you can write down, um, Probably three sleep potions. And um, I don't know, maybe five doses of painkiller or something. Just as and you can like keep those in your 
medical stores or however you want to treat it, bring them with you, whatever you think. But mm-hmm. the more of this kind of stuff that you work on and create, the more you'll have at your disposal down the line Perfect. as a field medic. Yep. <clears throat> um, Nordum, Aspen has been by your side all night. Um, he is not a blacksmith by trade, but he is an extra set of hands. He has been learning the ropes and you know, working your shop and getting things prepped for you. Mm. Um, yeah, so to make this perfect chess piece, yeah, um, it's going to take a number of checks. Um, so you are a proficient blacksmith. What kind of check do you think would be fair to, you know, adjudicate this because i'm not entirely sure um i'll look at your character sheet probably like a proficiency bonus and mm-hmm. i'm not sure if something i feel like would be good I feel like sleight of hand is wrong yeah i feel like blacksmithing isn't overly delicate Persuasion. I'm persuading the metal to go in the right area. <laughs> um, That's a sound argument. <laughs> is it? Is it though? He's persuading via his execution of force and technique, but he's still persuading it to his will. Uh, religion. I'm uh, asking my God to help me. <laughs> I would um, say. I feel like it's probably just kind of going. Maybe down to a flat strength check. Yeah. <laughs> plus your proficiency boss, which gives you a plus five. Yeah. I'm good with that. All right. Get my lucky. And you will stuff. have, you will probably have advantage for the first couple. Okay. As Aspen is helping you. Perfect. Um, you do know this is gonna like require, you know, most of the day. Yeah. Um, and probably a bit of tomorrow too, but you'll have to have some like rest time in between that and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's get that first check with advantage. All right, fifteen and a sixteen, so twenty-one total. Twenty-one. All right. So you you take the uh, the metal off <clears throat> the um, uh, the flame as it's all melty melty. You pour it into the mold. And you've done that quite successfully. Her. A happy Nordum. A happy Nordum. All right. Ember, what is your morning plan? Um, right. Uh, I will wake up. Um, kind of shake off some all the evening a bit. You uh, will... Probably uh, write a letter um, just in relation to seeing if there would potentially be someone that could um, wouldn't craft a hand on short notice because metal might take a bit longer, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, send those off. Uh, probably. Uh, uh, Make sure Valorous is 
All right. Yeah. Not just like. More so mentally, because he's gone through that. Mm. So. Just to awkwardly be the young, the young person trying to add wisdom into a room with someone <laughs> who was much older than him, but like, hey, so like. Ah, I feel you on that. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. Ah. <laughs> so. Tough room, eh? <laughs> so, like. Don't feel bad for grabbing at stuff for the first little while. That took me a while to, like, really get. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, you can get many cool, like, attachments and stuff, so you could get, like, a feast, you could get, like, a, like, a knife hand, like, a chop, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know, like, I've seen some of your techniques, but, like, just, like, a fluidity, so, like, maybe some will work better than others, I feel like yours might be slightly different, because I generally don't punch people, um, I hope you're her, right? I appreciate what you're trying to do, but just let me deal. Right, but not cards. <laughs> you will see the flames in the room aggressively erupt. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, right. Uh... If you ever need to talk, uh, I can uh, offer assistance with that. <laughs> Thank you, Ember. Valis, <laughs> she was just trying to help. Yes, it's... I know it's still, obviously, you have every right to be mad. He's going to have way more experience about this kind of stuff than I will. No no offense to him or anything like that. But it's got a point. We can get some cool attachments for you. We can get you like a little whisk. You can make up some eggs in the morning now. <laughs> and he's just deadpan staring at you. Just like, no. what? Okay. Can I... <laughs> Okay. Can I get you anything while you're up now? I feel like Faye probably would have helped him eat breakfast, but like, is there you anything could eat else? Stomach breakfast. Yeah, that's eating. Yeah, that's true. Make make up some ginger tea or something like that to calm his his stomach. This. This decision may result in some career changes, but we'll figure it out. That's 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 the way of life. We'll figure it out. Just let me know what you need. No, this, this painkiller is working great. If I didn't know any better, I my, my hand was just there. It, it would be great, but I appreciate the the break from searing nerves so ember you are walking around town kicking rocks as you put it 
And it's about midday now. And a particular figure walks by you. And they appear to just be leaving uh, Garrick's goods and gadgets. And they are without a doubt the same race that you are. They've kind of got like a hood up. But it definitely catches your attention as someone who is usually surveying their surroundings, keeping an eye on people. It's not like Keister very prevalent in the Western <laughs> rages, so. Uh, I. I'm pretty good at tracking things down, so I will. Uh, I will keep walking for okay. a moment or two around the corner and then sidle back around, see if the individual is still there. So they are, and um, you see that they're kind of. They're going um, towards uh, Matilda's magics now. Hmm. And you see them enter into her storefront. Ah, oh, perfect. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've worked, you'll say. Uh, I'm going to uh, get close, uh, as close as I can to the door quietly. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to wild shape into a spider. Just a little mm. wee spider guy. Gross. Just like, small, small. Uh, and I'm going to... Starfleet's favorite thing. Of course. Uh, and then if that's good, I will find a crack under the door and oh, yeah. follow in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. So you see uh, this elf pulls back uh, his hood. As you mm. now can tell, it is a male. Uh, Wheat-colored hair. Similar skin tone as yours. Mm. And Matilda, the halfling uh, shop owner, says um, she kind of looks up from her uh, counter. She goes, ah, yes, I thought you'd be here a couple days ago, but you'll be glad to know that your package has arrived. And the keist walks up, very friendly, uh, pretty outgoing. It was, ah, yes, thank you, Anya. I was, uh, I've been eager to grab this. And she says, ah, we'll just wait right here, Dalton. And you see she goes to her back uh, storage area. Comes out front and hands it to him. And it is wrapped up in a paper... Uh, wrapping and it's like held together by twine um, kind of looks like a present but it is quite like an odd shape that she's wrapped up and she says uh, well I hope it serves you well in your adventures and um, please tell your benef benefactors in the north that I'm always happy to do business and acquire certain items for them and he thanks her once again. You see, he puts down a thick sack of coin on the counter. And I mean thick. And then uh, she asks him, um, will you be staying in town? Oin just wouldn't stop going on about what good company you kept. And he goes, yeah, I think I could probably use a rest. I think I'll grab a room in the saddle in and take it easy. Maybe stroll the river. 
And she goes, I think that would be wonderful. If there's anything else I can do for you, please let me know. You see, he bows uh, graciously, dons his hood again. Um, it's a thick woolen cloak. Um, one that you're familiar with that the Keist often um, from the north make out of Puma Sheba wool. And he is uh, just got a very like uh, classic looking broadsword strapped to his hip. And that's about it. And he walks out, uh, finds a nice bench by the river and just kind of like sits down and pulls out some bread and starts munching on that. Ember will um, retreat out of Matilda's. Uh, drop his wild shape. He's just going. He's just going to walk over and sit down without saying a word. Okay. He um. He looks to you, and he goes, uh, "Afternoon, friend." And he looks at you, dead mm. in the eyes, a hundred percent your father. Afternoon. Um. He just so graciously offers you part of his lunch. Is he hungry? I'm good for now, but thank you for the offer. Um. Not really. Uh, one to come across all kinds this far. Away from uh, Silva. Just figured I'd say hello. He kind of looks you up and down. He's like, "Oh, where, where are my manners? I almost didn't notice." Hmm. You hail from the Great Northern Rainforest, do you? Ah, uh, just a bit to the east, but in between Silva and the Morass Prairies, yes. Oh wow! Well, Can I uh, what? It- yeah. Is he recognizing anything? Is he... You can do an insight check if you want. Okay. I'll also uh, take a passive uh, if you'd rather. Uh, my passive's 11 and I have a plus one, so let's roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 16 for a total of 17. Ooh, nice. No, he doesn't... He has no fucking idea who you are. Does it seem... Like, so on that, I might not know, but does it seem like he's fugued? Like he's kind of. He seems sharp and chipper and Mm. yeah, seems like a really friendly keist and, you know, kind of a spitting image of you Mm. or vice versa. Right. Yes, I hail from that area um, not too long ago. But of yourself, are you... From the west, are you? What brings you to town? That's. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I mostly, uh, I hail from um, the islands to the uh, west of the Great Northern Rainforest. Um, I've made my way uh, south. Um, I've done many years in Serenstrom as a sailor. Uh, Right now, I was just on work doing some surveying in the south. Now I'm heading up to Port Noga so I can catch a boat back to Serenstrom. And you see he's got um, this wrapped up package kind of sitting beside him on the bench, but on the ground. So opposite to you. Yeah. Well, um, 
sounds like a very experienced life. Seem to travel a lot. Uh, sorry, I didn't catch your name. Ah, Dalton Greenleaf. Dalton, pleasure meeting you. And your name? Fisk. Fisk. Good to meet you, Fisk. It's a pleasure meeting you, Dalton. Do you uh, do you live here by chance, or are you staying at the Saddle Inn? I. Uh, I've been traveling a bit myself, uh, Dalton, but um, I will be staying at the Saddle Inn tonight. Why? Do you ask? Are you staying there as well? Sort of a stop through. I am. I am. I uh, I stopped in Red Willow on the way down, and uh, well, the. Uh, the owner there, he's just so friendly, that halfling. Uh, his name's Owen. Owen. We haven't Owen, met him yet. Yes. yes, Owen, yeah, yeah. He made an impression on you too, hey? He's a mm. he's a funny one, that guy. But uh, yeah, I just couldn't funny. help but, but stop in and spend another night. Well, more than fair. Well, if uh, perhaps uh, if you'd like to chat with uh, one of uh, similar nature, as it were, about uh, your travels and sort of why you're so free in life. Uh, put it that way, I guess. But um, I'd, I'd love to hear your story of uh, how you got here. Likewise, friend. Well, uh, how about we meet uh, in the common room for dinner? I think that would be wonderful. Delight. Dalton, absolutely. Excellent. Well, you enjoy your day, and I'll see you this evening. You as well. Uh, see you around. All right. Well. And he just kind of gets up and grabs his things and starts heading to the saddle in. Uh, Ember's going to um, walk down the uh, banks a little further away. He's going to look around to make sure no one's around. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is going to be a combination of shame and pain and rage. And he's, he's, he's like angry crying right now. So you're having this moment. Yeah. And the last fucking face you want to see. Is uh, anyone, but. <laughs> is anyone. Yeah. And um, you just kind of get that like skin crawl on the back of your neck like you know you're being watched mm. and Aelendir is walking up to you he goes boy howdy is everything alright there Ember yes clearly everything is fine Aelendir yeah I thought that's why I'd ask and he just yeah. kind of like sits down totally uninvited you know I find in these situations talking it out helps hmm <laughs> that was your childhood, Elendio. Was it great? Did you have a good relationship with your parents? Hmm. Did you grow comfortable? T to be honest with you, Ember, my childhood is a, is 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 a bit of a a bit of a blur. Working on that. To be so lucky. That's one way to put it. I'm guessing that uh, arm of yours 
wasn't given to you at birth, eh? <laughs> I was so stupid. No, no, it wasn't. He just kind of he looks at you and he goes, uh, "You know, we don't have to be em enemies, Ember. I am, I am, I am here to help. Hey, if you don't want it, and he just kind of stands up, I respect that." So this an olive branch. And he kind of grabs his shoulder cape, dips into a bow, and turns around and walks away. Nothing but the whipping winds. <laughs> God, you really set the tone with this episode, hey? <laughs> Just, you could, yeah. you could, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> yeah, I think we're killing it here tonight. Are um, we? Is that what that feeling is? Depends on who you ask, baby. <laughs> um, Aolender walks into the hall. He hears the uh, banging of uh, a hammer against steel. Hello, hello. Is anyone here? And he kind of pokes his head into your shop, Nordum. He goes, oh, Mr. Ironboot. Hey, uh, Mr. Eolendir. What uh, can I do you for? I don't know if this is... You just mentioned last night food carts. About three of them just showed up. Oh, perfect. Uh, I thought I would just let you know. Perfect. Um, well, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with your, your keist, but uh, well, he seems to be having a hard time, maybe. With my keist? Yeah, Ember? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah. not really like mine. I don't own him. No. No, you're right. I just I just kind of figured, like, you're friends. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you meant in that sense. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't really think for you to be a, a slave owner. You seem a little too progressive for that. Um, yeah, no, not 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 my cup of tea. Yeah, I do admit it is a problem, though, isn't it? It seems to be in some places, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> Your response just so genuine. Uh, well, anyways, that, you want me to accompany you, or is there anything I can help out with? I'm just strolling um, around for the day. Have you met our lovely mayor? No. Well, I think you'd be the perfect person to uh, commune with him. So um sure if you'd like to tag along for that. Oh, excellent. I'd be thrilled. Let's go. Normal call out in the guild hall. Uh, the food is here if anyone wants to come and help with it. Um, yeah, Corpse will come down and help. Um, can I get one last check from you as you, uh, rest your, um, with advantage again, as you rest your chest piece down to cool off? Ooh, it's a three. Yeah. Uh, and a 12 plus five. So 17? 17. Yes, 17. Yeah, you, you kind of, like, lay it down. Maybe it was still a little bit too hot. Um... Nothing you don't think you could probably start banging out later on. Um, but all in all, you think you're you're pretty happy with how it's going. Perfect. Uh, corpse comes down, 
Uh, Snark is going to join as well. Was, I figured I'd come and grab uh, the supplies that, uh, you know, we need to stock up on. If that's all right with you, Mr. Iron Boot, or do you think we should we should wait? I, um, maybe we'll see how things, how fast things go, but we'll definitely okay. need some for the guild hall, no matter what, so. All right, well, I'll tag along. Um, yeah, so you guys kind of go into Town Square, where these three carts have all kind of, like, pulled up around the great statue of, uh, Ralph Finai. Um, um yeah, Faye. Uh, I think if Valorous is all good to go, if he needs a distraction or a walk, Faye would like to go and receive the food as well. And I'm guessing the medical supplies will probably be in there in that shipment too. They will, yeah. It's a very good yeah. point. Nor Norm will stick his head in the firmery there and like, yeah. um, if if you're up to it, uh, Valorous, I know you're not too good right now with everything but if you'd like to food's here come and look at it make sure everything's accounted for you did order it you don't want to we we did order it together yeah <laughs> valorous will just kind of give Faye one of these looks of kind of frustration kind of realizing a situation of i need help because I imagine he's in his bed garb and he's not about to go out into Red Willow in his bed garb. Uh, Valorous. One thing you do remember about your cloak is it does always have the disguise self property on it. Oh, trust me, that's coming up. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Faye would if 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 Valorous is at quietly asking help to change, she would help him. If that's is that what you're trying to get at, or like more or less, yeah, yeah. Because I cannot imagine, even with the pinnacle of pain management, manipulating clothing and just waving your arm around is going to be a pleasant experience. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, it's to get into his traditional robes, is to get his cloak on and <sighs> kind of hesitant to do it at first, but he is going to use his cloak for the first time and really attempt to, as clear as he can picture it, just have have his hand where it was and just try to just shimmer an image over his numpty little stump, his regular just free hanging hand. Nice. All right. You you pop your arm out of your sling. Um, you just kind of like stretch it out and focus on this. And one does actually appear, much to your satisfaction. And you all exit the hall. Um, you see Mayor Rendar is actually walking down the street from his home and the carriage drivers jump off the carts. People start coming out from every which way and start grabbing things. Um, you think probably someone needs to start like managing what is being 
get handed out. People are just kind of maybe taking more than they need, you think. Um, Oin also comes out. And he goes, oh, the food's here. Take with this. I was going to have to start serving rats. That wasn't going to look good on the menu. <laughs> I, uh, Snark, do you want to maybe, and Mr. Corpse Paint, do you want to maybe just help hand out the food, make sure no one's taking more than they need to? Corpse just kind of gives you a big nod, and uh, Snark kind of jumps up on one of the carts and starts, like, dividing things and, and making sure Corpse is keeping things orderly. Um, Mayor Rendar, Thelonious III, <laughs> approaches you guys with his daughter, uh, Renya and Tell. He comes up to you. Uh, Master Dwarf, seems like you... Yes, yes, yes. Mayor Rendar Thelonious III, of course. So it's an honor for me to be in your presence. I know. Yep, that that's what I was going to say. Definitely. And you see, as like he interrupted you, Aolander steps in and interrupts him. <laughs> and he grabs his shoulder cape and gives into a big uh, curtsy. Aolander Tardinian at your service. For the right price, of course. And... Mayor Rendar just kind of looks him up and down. This is a, a fellow that helped us on our last journey. Um, quite a, quite a interesting fellow. I think you two would get along just perfectly. Um, he, yeah, if he needs something, <laughs> he's the best one to do it, I guess. Rendar just kind of goes, I don't know about that. And Aolander goes, now, now, friend, don't be so quick to judge. I have many fine redeeming attributes you might find handy. And Rendar just kind of goes, well, I'll keep you in mind. So it looks like you held up your end of the bargain, Iron Boot. I, I tried to do my best. It should be enough to get us through the rest of the the winter and the summer is it summer or is it pardon me sorry what uh you said there's how many seasons again there's four there's four okay yeah so each season so there's uh the seasons are four months long oh okay yeah um so you know you have about a month of winter left yeah um so was there any uh, coin remaining from all of this? Did we stay on target or come in under budget? Uh, we went a teeny bit over, but uh, we got that part covered. Oh, well, I guess I should be thanking you for that. And then he doesn't. He just says it. <laughs> <laughs> Norm takes it anyways. Yeah, you're you're. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you see, um, from behind him, Faye, Renya just kind of gives you a wave. Waves back as she's sorting through her medical supplies. <laughs> nice. Um, Rendar says, oh, is there anything else you'll be, uh, needing me for, Iron Boot? Um, nothing at this current time that I could think of. He kind of looks back at the group and just looks like a little nudge of his shoulders, like see if anyone's got anything. 
Nope, that seems like it's all. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that the great mayor needs to worry about. Anything dire will come to him. Ah, thank you for respecting my my time, Faye. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all too happy to hear that. Uh, Well, anyways, if you do require my assistance, you know where to find me. Yep, we'll make sure we make a meeting time beforehand. (laughs) And and you see uh, Aolender steps in again and goes, It was all too wonderful to meet you, Mayor Rendar Thelonious III. And uh, Rendar just kind of nods and walks away. And you see Renya is going to stick behind and kind of just like watch the whole procession of doling out the food and being of any assistance as you can, kind of mingling with the citizens. The more you see her, the more you kind of gather she might be the one-on-one face of the politics around here. (laughs) And her dad might just be the one who okays things. Um, But yeah, you can rest easy knowing Red Willow will survive the winter. Is Ember around in the crowd? Uh, are you? Uh, I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not making himself hidden. He's yeah. He's also not really able to help with everything. Mm-hmm. I think he initially tries to lift a box and then like crushes it on accident. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is not good. All right. <laughs> Norm will probably go try to find Ember in the crowd which might be difficult because he is short and so is Ember compared to everyone. I mean, I think you're both kind of on the shorter end. I feel like Ember is average human height. Yeah. Um, but you you might have an easier time spotting him, uh, Lordum. Yeah. Um, and Not yeah. Uh, hard. You, yeah. He's the dude yeah. with the metal hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you spot him and you can definitely make your way over there if you'd wish. Yeah, he'll go over there and uh, like Ember, um, our lovely friend of the guild hall, um, Aolendir, told me you were down by the water there. That seems like you were in need of things. I don't know. He he seemed very vague about the whole situation. Are you all right? That's basically what I'm trying to say. It'd be so hard for a dwarf to ask that question. <laughs> I tell so, uh, <sighs> people in town that I must meet tonight and see praying of a pompous Windswept asshole is not making my demeanor or humors any better. I appreciate the ask, Naldum. Well, let's just say, hopefully it is a quiet night. Do you need, like, someone sitting in the back of the bar kind of thing with the weapon drawn or ready to draw or, like, do you just need a chat with this? Do you need to kill this guy or not? 
Because we could help. Or, I mean, we could help not kill him. I mean, we need to hear help, Amber. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> so nice. Perhaps close by. Well, I'll make sure do my drinking in the saddle in tonight. So. <laughs> that would be much appreciated. If you need a- something, I'll be there. <laughs> drinking away. Thank you. Or I'll give him a little nod of the head and probably go help dish out the food to everyone. So you all are unloading these three carts as dusk begins to take over the sky. Aolendir looks to you, Nordum, and Valorous and Fae, and says... I will retire to the Saddle Inn. Meet me there when you are ready for dinner and we can continue our discussion. And Ember, you look somewhat disparagingly at the Saddle Inn, knowing who is in there, what is awaiting you, and the conversation you must have. And with that, we fade out of Red Willow and cannot wait to see you all again next week. At least we kind of hey. end on somewhat of a happy note. You know, we got food for the town. Yes, mm-hmm. happy. Happy is the word we're going with right now. 100%. Hey. I mean, it's like a slight. Slight of, bit of hope in this pit of despair. I, I was in. I was gonna say out of out of everything that has happened this session, I will take whatever small victory that we can get. If we fed mm-hmm. them until the harvest, we're good. <laughs> I mean, that is also very valid. Yes. It's either fed them till the harvest or fed them till the raging of armies come rolling over. So. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.